professional wrestling fan to the PW fan. The PW fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for the fans. And thank you for joining us. This is episode 66, and we are joining you from all around this beautiful country this week. Andy Andy is coming to us live from Pensacola, Florida, home of Roman Reigns, the Usos, Road Dog, the Rockland Bro, the Rock and Roll Express, so on and so forth. Florida Championship Wrestling. Need I go on? Anyway, I am your host, the old school grumpy wrestling fan, collector, barber, and musician, Talk Wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of Pro Wrestling Podcast, Funko Pop Collector, and Steelers fan, beating the Ravens last they night. They suck you. Ooh, that was a nerve wracking game. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> you suck you. And I'm also your host, the no selling wrestling indie fan and football lover, Jeremy. Well, guys, it is great to be back another week. I'm so happy to see the both of you. Um, this is the highlight of my week doing this every week. In this episode, we will be covering. Dangerous Breed, the Teddy Hart documentary, Samoa Joe and Wardlow, and John Cena closes the year out on SmackDown. But first, before we get started, guys and girls, please go over to YouTube.com, search the PW Fan, please subscribe to our channel, we would really appreciate it. We got merch on ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the PW Fan, five shirt designs, three different PW Fan logo shirts, and two Booker Andy shirts, which are personally my favorite. Uh, I just Booker Andy. Booker I just saw some Andy. of the photos of some people wearing them in person, and they look great. The white one is really cool. I didn't think I was gonna like it as much, but wow, it's it's really awesome. Uh, for all other social media, you can find us by looking up at the PW fan. Uh, like, subscribe, do all that stuff. Follow. We should pop right up by searching at the PW fan. Well. Booker, Andy, I'm going to pass it over to you, like always, and uh, hey man, you're joining us live via satellite, as they say, from Pensacola, Florida. Maybe I should change my nickname to opening the show in 2023 to Booker, yeah, instead of The Architect. Well, you're The, archi- <laughs> you're the Architect, Booker, you're Andy. Me. <laughs> no, okay. Because yeah, the shirt that, has The Architect on the front. That'll be it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's this branding, true. pal. Yeah, I'll add that in. Uh, exactly. Um, okay, so this week there was no raw. Uh, they, I guess, do. I guess they do do this every year, and I just yeah. forget about it. Like one of the last shows, they don't do it for Raw and SmackDown, but whatever is like the first of the last two, um, they do like a recap. Yeah, they like still the do a live show too. So technically, right? it's still a new raw. I mean, they they still yeah. it's not just raw moments. It's like they showed like some WrestleMania yeah, like stuff. So, look, we didn't even watch it because we were doing this all year <laughs> long. We covered whatever they probably were talking about. So, um, we are not going to talk about raw this week because there was nothing new. Um, I do want to say though, I think it was the day after raw on a live event. Uh, AJ Styles got hurt Sucks. at a house show. Sucks. He broke his ankle. It's the worst timing ever. Uh, it's not a. It, yeah, it's not a surgery thing, um, apparently. So hopefully he'll just stay off of it. And but I'm hoping yeah. I was hoping to see him in the rumble and maybe some surprises. So he, he should be back for Mania. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know if he won't be in the rumble or not. Do you guys he'll, ever notice in wrestling, in like no matter how stacked the roster is, there's always like three freaking dudes who are always hurt. So like, it's never like peak. 
everybody's there at one time. Like, because now AJ's going to be gone, but Cody's going to come back. And it's like, dude, yeah. nev- no one's ever just all there at the same time. Like, they're just, yeah. someone's always hurt. Yeah. They're there for, like, a night when they, were like, debut or something like that, and then it's like, ne- it never happens again. Yeah, I mean, God, it's happened so many times. I mean, all the way back to I can remember, like, when Finn got called up from NXT, he faces Roman, uh, or, you know, he faces Seth, and then he breaks his arm, and then he's off TV. I'm like, and then, you know, Cody comes in from AEW, huge debut, is going to be, like, the main guy, and then he tears his fucking peck. Punk comes in, yeah. wins the belt twice. He gets hurt twice. I'm like, why does this shit always happen? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would. I was watching a clip uh, recently, but it's an old SmackDown when it was right, like right. the circles on the Titan Tron, yeah. you know, that like got smaller, and it was like a triple. It was a six man tag. It was uh, Stone Cold. Undertaker and Kurt Angle versus like Triple H, Rikishi, uh, or Kane or The Rock or something like that. It was just like watching at that time. You didn't realize Dude, how big of stars. You're like looking the, back, you're like, yeah. damn, like, that's a SmackDown fucking match. Like, that's great. <laughs> yeah, like the SmackDown main event. <laughs> just a normal like, man on SmackDown. Cold on SmackDown. Um, you just like, oh my god! You just, yeah, you those just are all realize. like Hall of Famers, right? There. Um, so after all, I, I wasn't gonna talk about Dangerous Breed, but I feel like we should actually end on Dangerous Breed instead of ending on Rampage. Yeah. I think it'd be a better ending. So I'm gonna switch it up. Uh, I know Tim ta- said we were gonna talk about Dangerous Breed first, uh, which is about Teddy Hart, but I'm gonna end with that. So let's move on to Dynamite. Dynamite was uh, their New Year's Smash. Um, show. We had Brown Danielson versus Ethan Page. Um, and I believe MJF was up in the rafters watching this match and kind of talked a lot of shit uh, beforehand. It, it seems like the direction they're going is Brown oh, yeah. Danielson versus MJF. Yeah. That's definitely, I think, what the his next opponent's going to be. Um, good match. I, you know, I, I don't like Ethan Page, but he is a good, solid worker, solid wrestler. Um, I just yeah. he's annoying to me, and he gets paired up with people like Stokely Hathaway. Yeah, his uh, his like, like yeah. character or gimmick or whatever you want to call it is not is very boring. Like, there's nothing special about it at all. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. It's basically, his music two. is even generic <laughs> wrestling theme number two. Um, now he used to be partnered with yeah. Scorpio Sky. Is Scorpio Sky injured. I've I think he is, but I time. also don't think they have anything for him too. Okay. Okay. Um, so after that, we had Samojo. Uh, he attacked Wardlow backstage during an interview that Wardlow was having. Uh, the main event of the show is supposed to be Wardlow versus Samojo. So Samojo is just kind of uh, taking him out before the main event. We had Top Flight versus John Moxley and Claudio Casanoli. Uh, winners were Claudio and Mox. Interesting pairing between the good match, you know, two teams. Um if, yeah, if it was top a flight match. can. Um, I don't. I don't know if I've. Yeah. Can not get injured or have, <laughs> yeah, get stay, in a car accident or something. Yeah, and actually stay. I don't know if I've ever seen a bad top yeah. flight match. Well, I mean, because they only have had like five, and then they get hurt. You know, and they don't have one. Yeah, 
but even like singles matches, like every yeah, Dante and they're only like I think like what twenty two, twenty three for the most part. both of them. Yeah, they're young. They're really young. Yeah. Um, we had Hangman Page backstage saying that uh, he could be back in the ring in two weeks. He said if he does what the doctors tell him, he could be back in the ring two weeks. I don't know if what part yeah. of that's true because he did have a concussion. But he has been brawling, and really, if you're in the no, com- yeah, you know, on the list, no compete list, uh, never, you don't I'm do anything honest, like that. I don't know if it's because of the CM so. Punk thing or what, or just because of stupid shit that he said in interviews. But like, he's on my list of guys that I do not like. I do not like Hangman <laughs> Page at all. I don't think I've like openly said that on the show. But like, I'm not in. I'm out. I'm way out. <laughs> I've never liked him. I didn't care too much about him when we saw Best in the World ROH's pay per view a couple of years ago, and he faced Punishment Martinez. Yeah, I just never understood the hype. Everyone like loved him, ex- like all yeah. around. I feel him, like ne- just like uh, yeah, it, it's kind of the same for me too. But I feel like at this point he kind of needs to turn heel or something because he would be he's better as like a, kind of boring. Yeah, he'd be better something. as a heel because a he's annoying. So him <laughs> him just being him him being himself just makes me like not like him. Him thinking, you know what? Let's just go there. Him thinking that he's some hot shit and that he doesn't need to ask any <laughs> veterans some advice. I'm so, I am a CM, defender. But, but so. no, I was gonna. I I wrote this in my notes. I wrote this in my notes, and then now's the perfect time to bring it up. I'm going off on a quick tangent here, so bear with me, people. But I just watched. I just here we go. I just watched, or I just read an article of uh, or transcript of uh, Dax um, from FTR talking about yeah, and just I read that how too. After their match, he went to Punk's locker room. Punk asked him to go there, and he gave all the people, well, a lot of the roster, five hundred dollars each to starbucks because he knew they they all love coffee and he said i just want you to know i'm going to be working with each one of you individually and as i know it's not a lot but here's something to just show that i'm grateful and happy to be here and apparently he didn't even want to be i think i think still there's way more to the story than meets the eye and that's what to, that's what Dak said. He's like, but here's the best part. That's not being said on. Both I sides. can just picture Meltzer being like, okay, okay, so, 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 so here's what happened. Uh, so, it was actually Punk threw the boiling hot coffee in all their faces. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 so, no, 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 and shoved them <laughs> all up their asses. Hi, Dave. We know you're watching. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to stop talking about Hammy. Yeah. Page. <laughs> We're just going to move on. I'm bitter. I'm a bitter CM oh, that Punk is fan. A, if, I'm pissed what off that if we you, if you only wanted... got one year. And I'm pissed off that anytime you read shit online, everybody turned their back on them. Because... I understand that he acted inappropriately at one thing, like we all have our days, but he thought somebody was talking shit about him. He called him out to their face, 
and then a bunch of stuff transpired in the back that we don't really know what happened. But all of a sudden, like all these same people that were like, oh, my God, I love CM Punk. He's back to like, oh, CM Punk sucks. I'm like, bro, you weren't even there. You don't know what happened. I don't know. That stuff just gets on my nerves. Well, if you want to hear or read more about what Tim's talking about, you can look up like a Dax Harwood interview. It's it's whatever is the most recent one, basically. And he goes in a lot more detail about Punk calling him or him calling Punk after like what ensued the one, backstage. The one thing I'll just let, add on to that, that for the last point. Um, when I think he ended, Hardwood ended with uh, saying like, if we can all just figure out a way, those four guys, figure out a way just to put it behind them and they can basically change wrestling forever is what he said at the end. Yeah. And make a lot of money, and apparently he just commented tweeted and out said, something duh. like he like, like was down yeah, for that. Of course. Yeah, he's like, duh, yeah, let's make a lot of money. And then, but yeah. then, Guess but we'll then, see. no, but you, the I'm sorry, work, but then you got them. fucking guys like Chris Jericho that are you know publicly saying, "I'll make sure that CM Punk never comes back to AEW." It's like, great. So we got to see more of you. Can't yeah. wait. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> great, dude. The he's a wizard. Threw fireballs. He threw fireball last week. And if you don't like Chris Jericho's brand of comedy, according to Chris Jericho, you have no soul. If you didn't like the stadium stampede (laughs) match from three years ago, he said you don't like wrestling and you have no soul. That's an exact quote. Terrible. Let's move on. I'm I'm red-ass Tim. I'm red-ass talk wrestling Tim tonight. I'm I'm a little fired up. He's blood-curdling, man. Uh, we had a confrontation in the ring with Big Bill and Hook, that was actually and this cool. was kind of interesting. Hook goes for uh, goes for uh, I forget what kind of suplex it is, you but like the T bone or whatever. Um, it's like their belly, it's like their belly to belly. But then he, when he throws him over him, Tim, he goes into a bridge and holds on. I yeah yeah belly you're, belly you're, suplex, but you hold on. You go into you the hook bridge. You is it go a into pin? like a bridge? Is it a pin? It's what Hook does all the time. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. He that, goes into a pin all the time. That's yeah. a very Taz. You, you know, if anybody doesn't know, Taz Hook's dad was known as the so weird that it's been so long that we have to refer to it as like it's, it was like a long fucking time ago, but it it was. Uh, Hook's dad was referred to as the human suplex machine, Taz. So uh, Taz would do a lot of suplexes like that, T bones and uh, different bridges and stuff like that. Cool shit. Well, Hook does it all the time, and he went to do it. It wasn't even a match. He went to or Big Bill and Stokely Hathaway came out after Hook's match, and uh, they got into it. He went to do that move, but the crowd Bill was ready was to go crazy for big. it. Um, I was gonna say, well, the point that I wanted, the reason why I wanted to bring this up, because it was yeah. a really interesting tease. Yeah. The crowd was like, "Oh shit!" Um, but Big Bill Dude, ended up. I hate, I hate his fucking name, and I hate saying it. Uh, ended up grabbing Hook into a choke slam and holding him up, but before he could do it, Jungle Darby Boy. Allen, or no, someone not Darby, Jungle Boy came out. <laughs> Darby Allen interrupted something else uh, <laughs> in the main event. Um, Jungle Boy came out, who had been what thrown in a yeah. dumpster or something the week or two before backstage by Big Bill. So it seems like that's what the um, like feud is going forward, but. Maybe we'll have a tag team match with like Jungle Boy and Hook versus like and, Big Bill what, and where are, someone whatever that guy's else name part is. of the firm or whatever. I don't know. How many people are in there? Yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah. Lee Moriarty. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so we had Wheeler Wheeler Yuta interrupting Mogul affili- Affiliates interview. I got to get used to saying that. We still don't know <laughs> the one guy's name with all the tattoos and the face tattoo and the terrible hairdo. Um, Parker Boudreaux was backstage. I don't really like this group. But uh, this was to set up uh, the main event of Rampage this week, which was going to be Swerve Strickland versus Wheeler Yuta, which we'll talk about when we get to it. Uh, we had match six of seven. It was a false count anywhere. The Elite versus Death Triangle. This was kind of fun yeah. for a false count anywhere match. It was uh, literally it started like right away. Yeah, oh, it started backstage. The I believe they didn't have backstage. like entrances. Or... Uh, winners were the Elite though in the end. So now it's Had a to tie. Be. Of course, they're yeah. not going to not milk seven <laughs> matches. You know. So now it's three to three. No, the week I after. I guess it's next it's week, or they can wait two weeks. And it's a ladder match okay. then too. So uh it's a ladder match. Okay, so that'll be the last and yeah. the elite will probably win. <laughs> Just saying. Uh the acclaim had another music video and there was some <laughs> controversy in it. Uh Jeff Jarrett's wife was not a fan because there was a line in there that says, uh, stealing all your money like Kurt Angle's wife, who Kurt Angle's ex wife is Jeff Jarrett's yeah. current wife. I believe, and uh, she took. Dude, the there's even more to that. Freaked out about it. There's like, even more to that story now. I was just seeing today before we got all we all got on. So now here's the latest. Karen Jarrett hashtagged that she was like she's still going on about it. I, I'll pull up the exact tweet in a second, and she said that she hashtagged like Dawn Marie Kelly Kelly. Like, all these people basically saying, like, yeah, like, Kurt Angle had an affair way before I was getting with Jeff Jarrett or whatever. (laughs) And, and like, Kelly Kelly responded. These poor girls haven't heard anything in a while. (laughs) They're like, why am I getting dragged into this? She was like, like, (laughs) I have inboxed Karen Jarrett. I'm still waiting to hear a reply. But she was like, the only way I know Kurt Angle is as my co-worker. But thanks for the Monday morning entertain Or, yeah, the Monday morning entertainment. So, it's like, Karen, it was a joke. Yeah. Go- like, you might not have liked it, but let it go. Also... Also, they work on the same company as Jeff yeah, Jarrett. Like, he just tried let it play to... Out. But he's rhyming things with wrestling, and his raps are supposed to be edgy. I'm sure he's not, like, up at night thinking about, like, wow, I can't believe Karen Jarrett cheated on Kurt Angle. Like, it was just a... You're also not the first he's attacked in his raps. Get over it. Anything the Jarrett's do, I don't really Um, like anyways. Both of them. Uh, the main event, though, of Dynamite was Wardlow versus Samojo. I believe yeah. it was for the TNT Championship. Uh, winner was Samojo. He choked out Wardlow. Wardlow didn't tap. It was just a pass out kind of thing. Um, Joe then, I, I, don't I don't know why they did this. The only way to make it look better is if he shaves it. But he cut the ponytail of Wardlow's hair. I don't know why. And Wardlow already has his sides shaved. So now it's just like yeah. he's going to have to shave it. Right? There, there's no saving that. <laughs> I mean, it. 
Unless he comes okay, out with, like, okay. a Brian Cage mohawk. Let me give you my Seamus point of view here. All right. I don't know who Wardlow's barber is, but, bruh, <laughs> you were pushing his hairline back so far. Like, why would you shape him up when he had a long ponytail on top? I don't understand that. So now his hairline, he is, like, half a buzz cut in the front, and then he had a man bun, and now you cut the man bun, so now he's going to have a middle part with a shaped up front. You you just yeah. got to shave. You just got to shave your head, dude. You yeah. you like Andy's right it. now. You got to take a number 2 or 3 and just <laughs> hit it all over, start over, bro. I'm telling you. It's the only way. <laughs> well, after he cut his hair, Darby Allen uh ended up coming out and attacking can um, I, just, I don't know if you remember, a couple weeks ago they had a match where Joe I feel Joe like no one ever talks about this. Him. Like a hair thing, hair and wrestling, hair versus hair, or cutting somebody's hair. I would be so, like, freaking bummed if I showed up to work and they were like, by the way, we're going to cut all your hair off tonight. I'd be like, <laughs> damn, I don't know if I want to do that, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like when they made imagine the flare cut. Imagine both of you guys, like, like okay, because you guys have shorter hair than me, but imagine you show up at work and you think it's going to be a normal day, and they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to shave both your heads bald. And you, <laughs> and then, like, you're you're just supposed to be like, yeah, I'm cool with that, just because. Right. <laughs> it's it's yeah, like, I'm a team player. Nah, dude, yeah. I don't want to shave my fucking head bald. <laughs> Um, so it seems like we're getting Darby versus Samoa Joe at least yeah. for a little bit or something. Um, but that wrapped up Dynamite. Uh, let's get into SmackDown. SmackDown opened up with Bray Wyatt this week. Uh, he talked about attacking the cameraman the week before um, and how it was kind of not like him to do so. LA Knight ended up coming out and kind of kept calling him on his bullshit about apologizing. Um, and Bray Wyatt basically was like, you know, I tried to be nice, um, but he's like, you want a match? Let's have a match. And so they're going to have a match at a rumble and it's what they're calling a pitch black match, but it's sponsored by Mountain Dew pitch black. So that's why it's called pitch black (laughs) match. But I don't know what the that means. If the, what is a pitch black match? Like if you look at the like the poster for their match, it shows Mountain Dew oh, pitch, black. So much. Like pitch black. I really hate that a lot, actually. It's kinda like and we'll talk about this later, actually, classic show of the week, stick around. But I, it's like WCW used to put like fucking like Slim Jim logos in their <laughs> yeah. like like on the ropes and stuff. Like I hate that guy. I don't know why it just takes dude, if they have if they're naming, this is the first time I've ever heard of this, actually, where they're naming the match after the product that yeah. they are is being sponsored by. But if they do a, a cinematic match with all the lights out, I am going to be so annoyed as a fan. I will be like, <laughs> mm. what, what if what if it's like pitch black, but it's like two spotlights just on them the whole time? Like oh. that would be so annoying to watch. Bray Wyatt. Can you yeah, please, can just like track some? Can Bray Wyatt? This is his Bray, first match back months, in months. Bray Wyatt's my first match back in like a fucking year or whatever. Year. <laughs> oh well, but, since, yeah. since he's been back, but but yeah, can in, you in a, please in a just have time. a normal match. God, with the lights on, 
with the referee. <laughs> Is that too much to ask for? In a ring, in an arena. No cinematic, no worms, no um, fucking <laughs> like self-driving lawnmowers. Or, no, no red lights. No Please have light. a wrestling oh, match. Um. <laughs> Well, after this, this is uh, after he challenges and this is announced. Uh, Uncle Howdy ends up coming out, and he's standing next to Bray in the ring, looking at La Knight. And Uncle Howdy turns and does a sister, sister Abigail to Bray. Um, Uncle Howdy's mask was a little different than normal. The bottom was done, was not there. The mouth part. Uh, Tim thinks he got the I idea from the movie I The Black Phone. I 100 think that. Did you guys not look at that picture? <laughs> I did look at the picture. I've also seen the movie. You know what's funny about the movie is that the mask is two pieces. It's a top and it's a mouth. And he'll switch off between the full thing, just the Bray mouth. Bray Wyatt is very influenced by cinema and, this, and music and all kinds of stuff. I would not put it past him that during his time off, he watched that movie. He watched the movie. And he was like, this is fucking cool. I wonder if I could turn this <laughs> into something for me. Yep. Well, who do you Bo guys Dallas. think is under that mask? Bo Dallas. There's a picture comparison to him and Bo Dallas, and it looked like if, if, if it's not Bo, I don't know, but it was like the if hair it's was not like Bo Dallas. Who is it? And everything, but people are saying it's uh, this guy Vincent Why? from ROH that and his who? buddy Dutch no are coming can't. over. But, yeah, but so you're gonna no one will know all... who he is. I mean, honestly, not to be rude, but. Start it next to having it be but... Bo Dallas. I don't think that many people are going to care either. But if you're going to really, if you're going to, I mean, it's been like seven years since we've seen this guy. So it's like, if if it's you're going to bring over two guys from Ring of Honor or whatever, it's like, talk about crickets, dude. No one's going to make it. You've built this whole thing up that you're going to make this big reveal, and it's just going to be some guy. I don't know. I I just can't buy into that. But I don't I don't see who can it be that like you would know, like who else would it be that under this? That's character? why I'm like it has to be Bo Dallas because there's the family connection there. Yeah. I think me personally, I think they kind of just were going into this. They didn't know what to do, and then everybody online was like, "Oh, it's going to be Bo Dallas." And that's what happens all the time. The, the fans online start getting like crazy enough to where the people that make the decisions are like, okay, well, what if it is Bo Dallas? Like, that's just my personal theory. It's, it's someone. someone. Someone that it's someone that I feel like we know yeah. or have seen before. I don't think it's a random guy from ROH. That's just me. But, um. It shows us backstage. Uh, Paul Heyman is outside the Bloodlines locker room with Sami Zayn, and basically Paul Heyman is making it seem like Roman is bothered that when he's in the ring and Sami is too, that the crowd is just chanting Sami the whole time. Um, it's a good way to start turning on Sami. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had Solo Sokoa versus Sheamus. The winner was Solo Sokoa. Uh, afterwards, he goes to do the same attack on Sheamus that he did to Riddle. Um, before he can do it, though, well, the move was him sitting in the corner with a chair around his neck, and um, <laughs> yes. I'd like to call it the ass bomb. 
<laughs> uh, Drew McIntyre returned uh, to save Sheamus. Um, we had Ronda Rousey versus Raquel Gonzalez for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Winner was Ronda. Um, and then I didn't really get while this she's part. celebrating, Charlotte Flair, re- Charlotte Flair returned uh, with a little different music. And she challenges Ronda to a match tonight. And it's a very quick match. Um, I don't know if Charlotte's just like I have ru- hey, just real quick. But since we're talking flares, end, before we close out the show, remind me, please, to bring up the Ric Flair Shane Douglas beef. All right, thank you. Okay. Um, so the match, yeah, the match was pretty quick. In the end, uh, Ronda puts Charlotte in an armbar, and Charlotte uh, flips over and. Holds uh, Ronda down into a pin. One, two, three. Charlotte goes into the audience. She is now a 14-time women's champion. So many. My God. Going to break her down. She's only like 30. Uh, Why do you think they did this? Do you think it's the hate from Ronda being champ? Ronda fucking sucks. It's boring. Every time she had a mic, it was just cringy. And she she doesn't get better. I hate it. No. She's better when she's just talking um, shit, being herself. I mean, she was funny on the mic in the UFC when she was actually angry. You know, it's just yeah, yeah. But she knows that she's yeah, faking, and you can so tell it's that it's natural fake. anger now. Some people, when you're a fan, yeah. I've noticed. And um, I'm not saying I would do any better, but some people, when you're a fan <laughs> and then you become a wrestler, you do what I call the wrestler promo. It's like what you think like a wrestler sounds and does. Yeah. It's like almost like an impersonation, and that's kind of like what I feel like she does, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. she was a fan. People right. do better when they find their own voice. But sometimes yeah. you you just cut the wrestling promo. Um, we had a brawl. Which is, you know what? Tonight, I'm going to go out there, and I'm going <laughs> to beat your ass or whatever. It's just like... It's the promo. If it's the promo that you would do if I yeah. told you right now, cut a wrestling. You use promo. all those keywords and everything in it uh, too. Caricature of one. Yeah, um, we had a brawl between Imperium and Braun Strowman. Ricochet comes out to help. I don't know why <laughs> this is still this partnership still going on. Um, it's all leading to just Gunther versus Braun Strowman. Um, we have the bloodline again backstage, and this time Sami Zayn asks Roman if he's upset about the chance for his name, like Paul had brought up, and uh, Roman says he wasn't. Then our main event was John Cena and Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. Kevin Owens comes out first, and Cena's God. music hits. Did, I mean, as much as home, hype, I know, I was gonna say, as much as I hated Cena. him. Yeah, the last few years, I, I was like, can Cena you go around, away? And now, and now his music hits, and I'm like. This is amazing. So Cena and his <laughs> bald squad returned uh, for a match <laughs> against Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. <laughs> um, it took a while for Cena to get into the match. The match starts up. Uh, Roman and Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens is looking at Cena, and Roman gives mm. uh, Owens a receipt yeah. for the slap in the eardrum at uh, War Games. And Owens is busted open immediately. I feel like that was more than a receipt. Uh, the yeah. This match was fun, though. I thought it was a good main event. Um, uh, the stuff yeah. with Sammy and Kevin was fun. 
Cena, you know, he did his quick little say, like, five moves. Cena, that's like, no really one else needs. does his facial reactions or like the over the top like I don't know what he, what he does, but like when he's like trying to get tagged in, he's the he's the loudest for hearing. Yeah. you can hear his calls in matches, and so yeah, when Owens and Sammy were going to their sides, yeah. he's like slow, slow. <laughs> Slow. Okay, tag. And then, like, he gets up. They, should, and, like, like, they need to cut that him, audio like, of the camera the that was right so next loud. to him. I'm like, why are you not cutting that audio? But. Yeah. Um, but I think this is the first match in years that Roman Reigns has lost yeah. like, televised. Yeah, I, was not, I was not expecting Even that, though it was a tag honest. match. Yeah. It's, it's I Cena was because it's Cena. Still, he still always Cena. wins. It was about Cena, you know, returning. Um, I think we're getting, though, to Kevin Owens and Roman probably at the Rumble. And then I feel like maybe Sammy starts turning, and then it's Owens and Sammy against the Usos. The seeds are starting to be planted, little by little. Um, So before we get into Rampage, I was thinking, because I saw the betting odds for the Rumble this year for the ladies, who do you guys think women-wise is going to win the Rumble? I'm going with Rhea. That's a good question. The two favorites are Rhea and Becky. Well, Lynch. now that I'm, Charlotte I'm is Rhea. champion and she's a baby face, right? For now. I don't know what she. <laughs> Mommy's gonna win this though. Also, can we talk about that? The the Dominic yeah. Mysterio and Rhea uh, going oh, yeah. to his grandparents' house and then getting arrested. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I won't survive in jail, mommy. Help me. <laughs> they, WWE made a shirt with him in the back. <laughs> with like the bars on the, the way he said that too and i was like, like I what is happening jail, mommy Man. no yeah. <laughs> but yeah who do you, who do you uh, got women's for the rumble you i gotta, gotta pick say one. i think i i think i agree with you man i mean becky and Rhea are the obvious choices um i would love a good uh bianca I would love Becky yeah. versus well, Rhea that would be at good, Mania. But what about like something a little bit different, like Bianca versus Rhea? Yeah, yeah but she's that's already happened. She's just been champion. Yeah, that's true. I I I would go with Bianca's Becky, champ because I don't feel like they're going to push Rhea to that point yet. The rumor before was that it'd be Ronda versus Becky yeah. this year at Mania. But I don't know if that's the plan. Now that Ronda's not the champ. If no, Ronda wins, again, awful, I'm going to shoot someone. Uh, but I'm going with Rhea. Rhea's since the Judgment Day. It's funny, like when the Judgment Day. It happens with everything wrestling. With the Judgment Day started. <laughs> yeah. People are like, "This is fucking stupid." Now it's coming to its own. Rhea is like more popular and <laughs> yeah. more thirsty for her, and like they talk about her a lot on the internet, and like yeah. she's kind of blowing up, and the fans seem to be really into the face-off I mean, with her and Becky. I'm gonna be, and, I'm gonna say um, just so before I say anything else, I think that she's a <laughs> ten out of ten goddess. But there's, it's so weird. You either see people that are like, oh my god, she's you know so beautiful, or people are like, oh my god, no, not for me at all. It's like so polar. It's like one yeah. or the other. It's pretty interesting. But, yeah, Rhea's great. That's all I'll say. As a, as a married man, I'm going to keep it respectful. <laughs> Sorry, guys. In Florida, oh I God. even have You're pet good, Andy. here. I had to let a cat the cats. I know. It, it never stops. The cats guy. It never stops. 
listeners when we're recording. I usually oh, I'm have sure they know with dogs. I'm sure the dogs they're aware. In Florida, and I've, yeah, they got it. We, we kept it in. If episodes. you're a new listener, we're gonna uh, have we're gonna have a, another shirt that says uh, we're gonna have another shirt that says down here. No, I was gonna say dogs are Booker Andy hashtag pet problems. Yeah, there you go. It's a new one. Um, and then who do you guys, if you had to pick one, I'm going Cody. Next Rumble. I'm going Cody. I'm not Rock going to just show Rock up and challenge. Two, but I'm going Cody. Yeah. Um. But that uh, the Cena match wraps up SmackDown. Um, let's get into Rampage. The only thing I wanted to talk about was the main event. It was Swerve Strickland versus Willie Uta. Winner was uh, Swerve Strickland. Barely worth talking about. Huh? The show. Barely worth talking about. The only reason why I want to bring it up is because you have the ROH Pure Champion losing on yeah. TV. It's just odd. But I don't know. I don't know if Swerve. They were just he, trying yeah, to have Swerve that, get over his new group or whatever. Um, before we get into Dangerous Breed, if fans don't know, Wrestle Kingdom is 17 is this Wednesday. Usually we don't keep up with New Japan. I mean, we see headlines and stuff, but like we don't actually like watch it. But the last two matches on the card, if you're interested, are Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. And the main event is Jay White versus Okada. I mean, the IWGP I feel like Heavyweight Championship. I'm the old school guy, right? Like, I'm over here talking about fucking shit from 30 years ago. But even I want to see those two matches. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, for the um, uh, Carl um, Anderson, his, his title, what's it? Yeah, it's no something. Is his? Yeah, I can see what whatever. I can see the name. I just can't remember. Yeah, it's it's no something. It's it's like two words. Uh, <laughs> or the never. I don't know. The never something. He's he's wrestling Tamatanga, former or Bullet Club members. You know, both of them. Um, and of course they have the big never oil, and then I read uh I read all the other never open never weight never open weight yet. Yeah. <laughs> I said no. Um, and then the rest of the names I don't know because I don't I don't I don't watch New Japan. I know Kyrie Sane is defending her uh, women's championship. Isn't Sasha to someone that I don't know? People are saying. Sh- People are saying Sasha Banks is gonna be there, but there's no match book with like a mystery opponent. So maybe oh, she shows she's up a at the end. Free of agent the starting January first. Match. So we'll see. But um, you know, if if the guys watch even any like even the last two matches, maybe mm-hmm. we'll talk about them next week. So I'm gonna be watching it here, or at least definitely those. Don't say that. Matches. Don't say the site where you're watching um, it from. Because I'll still be here on Wednesday. <laughs> I know, I'll just text you guys. <laughs> no. But if you wanted to know, you could watch last week's episode and get them views up. Uh, views up. But All let's right, talk here about we Teddy go. Hart, guys. I feel uh, like let's we talk about talking about Teddy Hart. We got to talk like about talking about Teddy Hart. Well, hang on. Because this documentary. Well, hang on. We got to talk about something. We got to talk about the fact that we're a little late to the party on this. Like you. <laughs> yeah, like you were about to say. This, That's what I just said. This came out a little bit ago. 
Watch it on Peacock. Everyone yeah, needs to watch Yeah, besides classic show of the week, like this is, I have customers that come into the barbershop and they're like, so I was doing my homework. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> you guys actually watch that stuff? I'm like, that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> so if you're going to watch your classic show of the week homework, you guys have to go on Peacock and watch this. It's only three episodes. It's on Peacock. Horrible it's human called Dangerous Breed. It's a three-part documentary. He's a terrible human being. He is one of the many nephews of uh, Bret Hart and his brothers and sisters. Um, I believe Teddy's mom is one of – her name is Georgia. Yeah, it's one of Bret's sister. sisters. And, um... uh, talented wrestler, at least back in 2012 when he was younger, and but he's also scum of the earth. He says he claims to be the youngest wrestler ever signed by WWE – uh-uh, boy, Jeff Hardy. They thought he was 18 Damn. and he was 16. That actually does refute his claim. Yeah. Yes. Also, and if not, then he was, he, they signed when so he was 18. Yeah, the he was also 18 then. Yeah, yeah <laughs> could be one of the. But if you go to his Instagram, it says, the first thing in his profile on Instagram is youngest sign, okay. like WWE signing ever. He was also the youngest, probably, and quickest to be fired because and he also, wasn't, quote-unquote, coachable. I mean, why is that something you're still bragging about when you're 40 years old? You're talking about something that you did when you are 18. That's like me. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm 32. That's like if, like, all I ever talked about was, like, you know, I used to be in a cool band when I was, like, 19. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, sad, almost. Yeah. Or it's, like, Sebastian Maniscalco is talking about the... Men in, in their 30s yeah. talking about I their mean, high school football years. I mean, dude, I was started quarterback, man. So episode one of Dangerous Breed is Crime, Cons, and Cats. Uh, he introduces us to Teddy Hart. He uh, is living in Canada. He has his wrestling school inside what he calls a <laughs> mansion. It is not. Um, he has like 50 Persian cats that he... It's like yeah. I. It sounds like I'm making it up. As I'm Dude. telling it, I realize uh, he has like 50 Persian I'm cats not, that he like I'm cat guy. And I have and two cats, and... and we clean their litter boxes every day. I know the dam. <laughs> I know the damage that they can do. Just two cats can do in a litter box in a matter of 24 hours. Having how many Persian cats? Dude, the, that's insane. The, was like 50. the smell. Of the ammonia from the urine alone, I can't even imagine, dude. It was probably so awful. Um, he also lives there with just his trainees. Uh, he just smokes <laughs> blunts all day, and he injects himself with he injects God. himself with steroids. And he has a wife and a girlfriend who appear to be in a happy relationship with him, but he is not. I don't want to go through every no. single episode, but basically, I don't know how to start or where to start talking I mean, about if it. I can interject, the documentary like, is essentially, is, is uh, there was a, a gentleman who's he's in throughout the whole show, and he thought that he was going to film back in 2000. Yeah, he thought yeah. he's like, dude, next this reality Teddy Hart guy's crazy. I'm going to, you know, he trains these cats. He's kind of an odd, you know, an odd guy. I'm going to make a great reality show. Jesus, cats. <laughs> yeah. So he Ended films up filming all this footage. footage. <laughs> he films all this footage and basically, like, realizes at a certain point, like, this guy's, like, not a good human being. Like, I don't think I want to be 
involved yeah. or even like around this person. Because at one point, he keeps questioning how he feels about him because he's getting charged with stuff, but then his next girlfriends are like, no, nah, he's a super nice guy. And it's like, all right, maybe these girls are wrong. And then, you know, they're at the hibachi grill. <laughs> and he's like, I'll choke you. you out right now. And it's like, <laughs> he's like, put the cameras away. And she's like, no, you wanted the cameras. And he's like, all right. He's just like, one day someone's going to shut you, shut your fucking mouth. It's and like then the also, person. so that person that we're referring to is a, a, a lady, Majiko, who if Machi you're an indie wrestling fan, you might be, um, familiar with her, but she's somebody who. At the time of their dating, yeah, she was, she was, she was just starting her wrestling yeah, career. She was a valet, and he was help- and he was um, helping her. He said, "I need you to hold this cat," and she was like, "Wait, what?" And then she's like, "I love cats," so of course I was like, ex- "Yeah, Mister Mister Money, um, Mister Money, <laughs> the cat." Yeah, she still has them. She still thankfully. has them. All the cats are. Uh, or the cat, the cats that they talk about in the documentary are fortunately uh, safe and have a new owner. But um, good, you know. God, that's why wild, we're going. It's a wild why, documentary. It ends up being that's why a Andy missing and I person's are, like, sporadically, case. Like we don't really know how to describe it because it it it's starts it starts as a <laughs> you're learning about Teddy Hart and then all of a sudden he meets this woman named. Um, Samantha, Andy, do you have the last name by any chance? Samantha Fiddler. Samantha Fiddler. 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 And this lady, she goes missing and, you know, still missing this day. Still missing to this day, five years. And uh, she had she had three three girls. I can't imagine as a father not talking to my kids for four years, not even giving them a phone call. So it, it's a really sad story. And... And I just want to point out, like, uh, you know, because the big part of the documentary is it, it, it does kind of make you think in the beginning, like, oh, he must have had, yeah, he he did it or he, he must did have had it. something to do with it. I don't think that's the case. I think that. I wonder, let me, let me interject. I wonder if you agree with what I think. He did things that led her to be in the circumstances that led to her disappearance. Such as hold, withholding her passport so she can't get back to Canada and she's stranded in Florida, which eventually leads to things happening and, and she disappears. You know, she was left essentially. It was like it's like a cause and effect thing. She in my was mind. left. Even even let's just say this because we're gonna we're gonna be fair, right? This is what you know. We gotta be. I still think he well, knows something. Well, he also though. the I whole documentary keeps saying like, "Oh, you'll never find her," and I'm like, "Okay, well, that's very matter of fact." If you don't, he said some things. That it's like you don't. Want like you're like wasting that. your time. You're never you finding her. That. Going I'm on. like, it's a weird thing to say, you know? Like, I mean, you're saying that you there's no chance. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> but. He's like, he's like, you don't do what you do if you're her. And it's like, what? What does so, that mean? Like. He's like, she did it to herself. Yeah, I was like, what? I mean, I just want to say that even if he didn't take her passport on purpose and it was in the glove compartment, as he says, or whatever, it, it she still was put in a position where she was left essentially homeless. And well, that's what I was saying. She yeah. had no one, no resources or money 
to get back home, and I'm not I'm not gonna blame. He also took her phone for yeah, a while. I'm not gonna blame her disappearance on him directly, because we're all human and we all have free will, and we can pro. Yeah, we can problem solve and figure things effect, out, though. but it's the yeah, it's the snowball effect of you know she's not even from this country and she got left in a pretty dangerous you know part of the state of Florida. So especially, and this is just my theory, Florida what? is you know I'm sorry if we have Florida listeners, but Florida is well known for people getting kidnapped and getting put into sex trafficking. And that's my personal opinion of what I think happened to her. I think that if she's not still alive or, or, or if she is still alive, that she's unfortunately being trafficked. Well, what she got out of jail and then she was never seen again. She got her out of jail, got out of jail and was called her sister by someone at like five in the morning her poor sister, who I feel terrible for, missed the phone call because it was so early, and then she was literally never heard from again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I she mean, called the, her. Yeah, yeah. The she has three. Children. The only thing that it's, makes it's sense is that story. when she got out of that jail that that morning, that whoever she went with did not have her best interest in mind. Let's put it that way. Whether Teddy Hart did or not. He's still a scumbag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> After like, watching this honestly, documentary, dude, he still yeah. sucks. Honestly, dude, Teddy like, Hart sucks. <laughs> Whether he did or honestly, not, he's just dude, a like, shithead. I'm, and that's the thing: we're not even going to blame the shit on this guy. But it's like you could have at least had a little compassion for a person who had three daughters, and then you pretended that you didn't even know who they were. You know what I mean? That's like that's some bull. He's like, he's like, I did. He's like. He's like, we weren't in a relationship. It's like you were acting like her kids were your kids, man. I I don't know. It it's a denied even taking her passport, even though Machiko and and, and Machiko it. has no reason to lie. She doesn't get anything out of this this interview. I don't know why she was hanging out with him again. After. I I th- I think it's again he's one of the but, hearts, right? That's my, I was watching this with my wife, and she said the same thing. She said, "Why would anybody stay?" And hang out with this guy. And I said, you know, you have to understand in the pro wrestling world, if you think you're dating one of the hearts, you think like, oh my god, I'm, I'm a part of, I'm a part, I'm in. You're dating the uh, well, unsuccessful heart. He, I'm sure he's he's manipulative, manipulative it enough to okay. make them believe that he's somebody. But yeah, um, I don't have any more to add about it. Uh, I would just watch it if you're listening. It's it's really good. I mean, it's fa- it, he's fascinating in a weird, you know, and like, I'm not crazy way. I'm not going to speak it's, for it's, Bro, it, but you know, we had Bro on the show. Bro's actual actually wrestled Teddy Hart, and he said it was fine. He said it was you know he was respectful and it wasn't weird. And he's getting booked. He's getting booked I, I, I just Mexico think it's recently. one of those things where. If I knew personally, if I knew that if I had had fucked up and definitely done some stuff that like I knew that a person I put them in a bad spot, I probably wouldn't want to publicly admit it. It would just would have been nice in the documentary if he had actually sincerely said like, you know, I'm sorry. Like I I didn't I wish that that wouldn't happen. 
but he didn't say that at Dude, all. How, how do you or, feel about his facial hair? Holly, my stepmom thought it was a tattoo. I was like, "Nah, that's his facial hair." And she also was like, "She, she, she, she also watched the last episode with Andy, and she apparently was like, I hate this guy.' And she like didn't even. <laughs> it was like five minutes, five and minutes. she's like, she's like, this guy sucks. She's like, hey, I hate him. Yeah, she didn't see any of the other episodes before. They were just in like the weight room, like interview part of. And she was, well, she was like, and that's the thing. The if you do watch the the documentary, all the scenes where he's getting interviewed in the gym in the weight room, it's very revealing of the kind of person that Teddy Hart is. Those are the scenes. That's when I felt like you got his his right. Like, what that, he's that's when like, you got like like he's very selfish, and he's a narcissist and. You can tell that he's upset. The only reason he's upset is because he people are putting them together. It's not because he feels bad that this person, who was a human being who had three kids, has disappeared. Well, when they first walk into the gym, he's like, he's like, he's like, I hope we're not getting off track and making this about Samantha and instead of about me and my reality show. I'm just like, you fucking. Scumbag, and he dude. and that and that's the thing that the producer guy's like, well, we should definitely talk about it, you know, like he's like, it'll clear your name, and he's like, oh, just you're just wasting something. your time, you'll never find her. Yeah, he was so convinced they're wasting their time. And I'm like, yeah, why? Are, you'll never find her. Yeah, that's the Who part I that keep coming back really to. Where I'm like, what... I mean, that's a weird thing to say, you know, like, but uh, well, you know. I don't want to. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to. Just gotta watch it. I don't want to so. close We're going the, uh, the show on a negative note. So we will close the show with the classic show of the week. Where hey, if you've seen the show, you might consider it a negative show. A negative note. I don't know. Depends on where you were at the time. But my classic show of the week is Starcade '97. Now it is a controversial show to say the least, but it's really about the atmosphere and the buildup. It's Ted Turner's WCW era at its biggest. So if you watch that and do your homework, as they say, or as we say, turn the lights back or turn the lights down, get in the dark, and go back to 1997 and enjoy the show. Um, I wanted to go over some of the matches here, okay? So opening match, we're going to have Dean Malenko versus Eddie Guerrero. I mean, you already for the Cruiserweight title, you already know that's going to be a banger of a match. And then at some point, you have Buff Bagwell, Buff Bagwell versus Lex Luger, which at the time, you know, I'm not saying they're five-star workers, but they were both, you know, huge stars. You have uh, Kurt Henning versus Diamond Dallas Page for the U.S. title. And uh, the big match of the evening. And um, I'm not going to say it's a, you know, a seven-star Tokyo Dome match, all right? But... It's uh, Sting versus Hulk Hogan. It's for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. It is the first wrestling match that I ever saw that made me fall in love with wrestling. Now, I watched their entrances for there's this some screwy today, stuff, some screwy stuff that happens in the match. But the build, like I was getting at when I first started talking about the the build, is what. Makes you want to see it. They built this thing for a year. Sting didn't talk for a year. He stayed up in the rafters. He 
became he went from the the colorful character to the crow character and this is his first real wrestling appearance and uh i actually like the match personally even with the the russo-esque finish even though russo wasn't there at the time but um i would watch it 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 really just encapsulates wcw in its prime era you know a lot of people if you're a younger listener listening to our show you might not be super familiar with Nitro or WCW Thunder or any of this stuff. So WCW, you know, to make a long story short, for a short time, was even more popular than WWE in the late night in the mid to late nineties. A very short time, uh, about uh, uh, fifty three weeks, as uh, Eric Bischoff would say. But uh, I really recommend going back and watching this. It's kind of different it's something you know you'll be familiar with the names but it's a different atmosphere especially if you're not uh familiar with wcw but that's gonna wrap the show up thank you all so much for joining us for episode 66 and we can't wait to be back next week talk all things pro wrestling bye bye everybody have a great week and thank you for listening